Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, hello, friends. This is Lindsay, your local late women lesbian, and I am here in my local coffee shop enjoying peppermint Americano, and I am going to talk to you today about hoovering. Before we begin, I just want to remind everyone that I am not an expert. I'm not a therapist. However, I'm coming at you with two and a half years worth of experience being in a toxic relationship with a narcissistic person. So everything I say will be based on my experience and will be my opinions and my views on how things went. Okay, I started recording this episode almost a month ago when I was in Indiana staying with my family. I didn't realize how busy the next couple of weeks were gonna be. Um, we flew back to Washington where we live right around Christmas time and then I had about a week to get all of my stuff out of the old house where I lived with my ex. It was not only physically exhausting, it was mentally exhausting and just kind of a wild ride. And then, um, obviously quite a relief to be completely wiped clean of that situation, um, obviously, except emotionally. And then I got back to work and life has just been completely full speed lately. So I will get right back to this episode on hoovering and hopefully you can find some valuable information. So what exactly is hoovering? It's an emotional abuse technique used by narcissists or others who are manipulative to basically lure their victims back into their control. It often happens when a partner is kind of distancing themselves emotionally or perhaps um, removing themselves physically from the home, from the location, um, or whatever that might look like. And the narcissist starts to panic and feel like, again, that they're losing control and will do one of many techniques to, again, try to reestablish control over the person who's trying to get away. 
in my experience, one of the subtle, almost missed ways that my ex would hoover me was essentially pretending like nothing ever happened. Um, Again, this is less obvious than when they're actively saying or doing something to lure you back into a conversation or lure you back into um, a false sense of safety with them or whatever that might look like. This one was just like maybe, you know, a fight or an argument would happen the night before. And maybe I would say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I want out. I'm going to start looking at apartments or other, you know, living options. I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And the next day, um, my ex would just wake up, maybe make me coffee, act completely normal. Um, tell me what they were going to do with their day. Um, you know, treat my child like it was just any other day. And it's kind of done to give you this sense of everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay without actually talking about the argument or the problem. Um, and, probably also to make you feel crazy because if you wake up in the morning, that person's made you um, a delicious breakfast, you know, they're calm and collected. You're kind of like, oh, maybe everything is fine. Maybe I overreacted last night. Maybe we actually are better than I think we are. Um, And again, it's just another technique. Another example of hoovering is saying things like, you know, things aren't as bad as you think they are, or we've had a really good week, which also could be examples of gaslighting. But in this case, for me, they were sort of ways to lure me back into a false sense of security in the relationship and to kind of get me back in their, um, I don't know, back in their world and back into where they could safely keep me where they wanted me. A lot of times if I would get quiet and take some time to myself, my ex would let me do that. They would let me go several hours just kind of off doing my own thing. And then when they were ready for me to come back, they would start texting me. They would first say something kind of neutral. For example, uh, I got the dishes done. And if I didn't respond to that, maybe 30 minutes later, they would come back and say, Hey, it looks like one of your plants needs watered. When you still don't respond to their messages, trying to get you to interact with them, they'll just continue to change the subject until they find something that will get you to respond. So that could be um, then transitioning into some kind of sob story, which I'll talk more about soon, or... Um, you know, saying that they're thinking about you and miss you and wish you would come home. Um, It could look like anything, but they will continue to send you messages periodically until they finally find the thing that gets them a response. On that note, I went about a month without hearing anything from my ex. I was feeling really good and thinking that there was no way that they would contact me, hopefully ever again, because I have been speaking publicly about their abuse. I obviously got a little too comfortable because they sent me a text about a week ago saying that they didn't want to be the reason why I couldn't go to the CrossFit gym where 
I worked when I met them, where they work now, where my son has basically grown up. And um, they said that if we could talk about it, that maybe I could go there. Obviously, I was a little bit surprised that they reached out, but also not surprised because this is a very common hoovering tactic. As I said, text messages are used quite often to lure people back in. Now, this could seem like a kind gesture, like an innocent, humble way to um, make my life easier, make my life better by, quote unquote, allowing me to still attend the gym that they work at. Obviously, it would be at a time that they're not there, but I don't want to go to that gym anyway. Um, what they were doing with this message is trying to get me to talk to them again. I have been no contact with them since October 20th. Um, of course, they have contacted me a few times in that time frame. However, I obviously continue to not respond to their message. Um, there's nothing good that can come from getting back in contact with someone who you have already broken contact with. But we can talk about that in another episode about breaking a trauma bond and how to go no contact. Obviously, a better option for me would be to block their number. I don't know why I haven't. Um, great thing to put on my to-do list at this point. Another example is making up some kind of sob story to get your attention, get you to interact with them, possibly get you to come over. Um, for example, saying, oh, my dog got out. I can't find my dog. I don't know what's going on. Or I got hurt at work. Oh, this actually happened one time. Um, my ex is a CrossFit coach and they messaged me saying that they like hit themselves, their head with a barbell and they needed me to leave work, which was an hour away and come home and take care of them. By the time I got there, they were perfectly fine. So that's a really common example. Another example is one time I was out with a friend and I got this super heartfelt message saying, look, I'm really going through a lot right now. Please don't read this or respond or worry about this when you're with your friend. But I could really use a friend. I could really use your support. I could use someone to talk to. I'm just really struggling. And that wasn't a normal kind of message from them. Um... So those are some things to definitely look out for. Then there's always the threats. Um, someone could threaten to unalive themselves if you don't come over. And well, that is a very touchy subject because we really don't want to risk ignoring someone who might actually be having those kinds of thoughts. A narcissist will often use that to just get you to come over and, you know, obviously once you're over there, then they have you, they'll probably just fight with you um, and things will just be like normal, um, like they have been for you. Um, one of the things that happened when I left the house and took my things and my son and the dogs was that my ex threatened to destroy my plants, throw all my things out in the yard, dump my dog's ashes, etc. And at the time, obviously, I had been willing to leave all my things at the house and lose them forever. So it wasn't a powerful enough threat to get me to come back. I just thought that's really unfortunate. Um, but at least I'm safe and my child is safe. Um, 
a lot of times they will go after what they know you care about the most in the hopes that those threats will get you to obviously come back to them. Okay, friends, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up for now. I could probably talk about hoovering forever, but we're going to call it a night. If you have any questions or comments or uh, suggestions for episodes, feel free to find me on Instagram and TikTok. I am there at the Lindsay Goodman. You can also check out my website, thelindsaygoodman.com for more information. Take care.